<clears throat> All right, we're good. What's up, everybody? It's Bricky Sergeant Benny, and we are back with another episode of Life Through Our Lens. We got a new segment planned for you today called Two Married Guys and a Single Guy. But what comes before the wedding? It's a bachelor party. And Benny just came back from one. Do you kill yourself or what? Uh, pretty fantastic time overall. Shout out to the new uh, squad I met down there. You know, pretty fantastic time. It's never a bad time hanging out with a bunch of guys. Had a cool lake house, riverfront property, some regular drinking games, things of that nature. Where was this? In Austin, Texas. Oh. It was uh, it was a little bit of a journey flying on planes, COVID style, a little different. People are still a little up in arms, you know, but uh, yeah, it was about 45 minutes outside of the city. So difficult to get an Uber there, which I will circle back to in about five seconds. Friday was the big day, right? Everybody got in Thursday night and, you know, you go a little hard, a little tuned up Friday. You're a little you're playing a little bit injured, but you play through the pain. But that's the day everybody goes all day and all night, which leads me to the only true kerfuffle, basically a personal problem. I was designated to a bunk bedroom. I forgot how small they are, the actual top bunk. So it's like 2.30 in the morning after a long day, fun day, but long day. I sit down to go to bed, lean back, and just crack my skull. <laughs> Freaking rocked it. And your blood's nice and thin from boozing all day. <laughs> Definitely a vascular area. I mean, it's one of those things where you like rock your head the first instinct. Oh, no. We lost you. Oh, no. We can't hear you. The audio. Drago, cut this. Oh, wait, are you back? Can you hear me? It's your, it's not your mic. No. <laughs> Son of a bitch, Benny. You just had to move those goddamn hands. The accidental mic bump. Oh, no. Hang <laughs> on, bitch. <laughs> Podcasting is fun. It's super easy. Yeah, you know, it just comes natural to guys like us. No cuts, no edits, no nothing. It's just off the cuff. Yeah, and uh, we're so technical. You know, we just know exactly what we're doing at all times. Yeah, I'm I uh, I moonlight as an IT guy. <laughs> One of the hats I wear at uh, <laughs> yeah. at, at CH is uh, IT guy. Yeah, you know, I'm a jack of all trades. Oh, this is fucking great. <laughs> Always starting to turn red. Uh-oh. We <laughs> got bombs the, are we coming gotta out. We got bombs. <laughs> Just shove it in there, baby. Oh no. Dear mail phone. <laughs> Un- unbelievable. <laughs> if it wasn't broken before, it's going to be broken after I keep fucking with it. 2 hours later. All right, so our next option is for you guys just to cuddle up around a mic. I, I think that's I think that's what we do. Okay, I'm back. Yeah! Hell yeah! Can you hear me? Yes, don't right, we're back. fucking we touch that mic. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So I'm not touching Where were we? Keep the hands low. Do we want to start over? Anyway, I, I don't want to start right. over because I was okay. on a good day. Now I'm even okay. more fired up now. Okay, wait, wait. Just cut it. Fuck it. Let's go, baby. Anyway, to all the listeners, if uh, you're hearing this, my microphone's a little jacked right now. So if it's a little choppy, you heard a little bit of a repeat. My apologies. The frustration's about to come out. Anyway, 3 a.m., 2.30 a.m., whatever it is, rock my brain. You know, first thing, throw your head, touch it, come back, 
hand is this covered in blood. It's three in the morning. Like I said, it's a 45 minute drive outside of the city. Everybody's passed out, long day of drinking. I'm like, fuck me. Do I need stitches? I'm like gushing, gushing blood. I gotta take a fucking towel to my head. Things soaked. I get up, there's blood all over the floor. So I start cleaning all that up. Finally, the bleeding subsided. It's like 3.45 in the morning. I'm absolutely just toast at this point. What was your blood alcohol at point of contact? Point of contact? It's a loaded question. I was definitely hammered. I was past drunk and going more into hammered at that point. Like browning out? The wheels were still there. The lights were on. After the head knock, definitely browning. Definitely a faint memory. The only real true evidence I had, and I don't remember this until I actually sent you guys a picture. I took a snap. The old bloody head. But yeah, so other than that, it was a blast. But goddamn bunk beds, man. They're just not built for people who aren't tiny. Yeah, for people closing in on their thirties, yeah. late twenties, early thirties. <laughs> but uh, it's yeah, it one. sounds like for most parties you don't come back a whole person, and you you definitely no. didn't. And honestly, the worst part was it would have happened to me regardless. I would have just hit my head at some point. My bunk mate across the hall drilled his dome, but you know it was in the morning and he was sobering up. I hit my head, hammered, so it was a drinking injury. So there's always that, uh, well, if you weren't drinking so much, might not well, have happened. It's a bad. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you do, do you think it would have been as bad if you would have been sober? Or I would you have so. done it Because done it if you were sober? Yes, yes, 100%. The hard, here's, here's the main reason why. A, two people are already back and they're asleep. I came back, creepy crawling into this room, pitch black. Again, super late, sat down, woke up the whole stadium with that one, though. Oh. But- you know, pitch black. If the lights were on, if people weren't asleep at that point, I wouldn't have been so ginger. I was like trying to sit down nice and calm. Wait, so was it back? Oh, so you're on the bottom bunk. Yes, the bottom bunk. And I oh, so you fuck. Okay, I was thinking Dang. you hit oh. your head against the wall, but you yeah, should have dome skied the fucking top bunk. Oh, yeah. So you know how like the bottom bed is a little bit like it's more like a queen and then the top's like a twin. So I took the queen which was a mistake. Okay. Always go top shelf. I I slept in a bunk beds on the top bunk by myself when my okay. uh, parents and family moved to Lino. I was just a top bunk guy. I loved it. I don't know why, but top bunk all day. Big top bunk guy now. It's really solidified it. Try to be a grow up, grown up. Didn't work. <laughs> oh. Well, you know what happens after a bachelor party? Typically weddings happen, right? It, which brings us to our new segment. Two married guys and a single guy brought to you by Ben Lucius of Clients for Life Real Estate. We'll have his information of how to get in contact, but awesome guy. I know if I ever move out of my parents' house, <laughs> I will for sure be linking up with Ben Lucius. And also we are very well aware Two Married Guys, A Single Guy is just an awful segment name. And we are definitely open for suggestions on a, a new name for this segment. But basically this segment is these two guys are married, happily married, uh, rather new newlyweds, I would say. And I am extremely single. Moved in with my parents uh, a couple months ago, saving up for a house, focusing on this, but uh, definitely single. Pretty tough to tell ladies that uh, you live with your parents when you're almost 30. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to, we're going to throw questions around and uh, about being married and single. So uh, I'm going to give this to one to Benny here. Good deal. To kick things off, everybody's aware that we're in a pandemic. So Sarge, what's it like to be single during a global pandemic? It is fucking brutal. <laughs> it is absolutely brutal. I think I'm gaining my virginity back. <laughs> like straight up. I, I mean, it, it's tough. 
I, I like, you know, going out to the bars and, you know, meeting women there and the whole mask deal. You have no idea what's under the mask either, which is tough. It helps some people, though. It some helps. people exactly. from the eyes up look pretty good. Exactly look. what I'm saying. It, it, it's a huge. I mean, it can work out in other people's favor. It could work for me. I don't know. I haven't been able to test out because I don't go out to socialize or anything really anymore. It's fucking terrible. So like, when is the last time that you have even remotely like talked to someone? Months. Been months. Like pre-pandemic? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me. All right. It's been a while. It's been a a long time. So since you just mentioned that masks are tough to really see what the person looks like, do you think that mask fishing is going to be a thing? What the fuck is mask fishing? Like cat fishing. (laughs) Sorry. It it was a little bit of a stretch. Went way <laughs> over my head. Holy hell. Know, it's covering up pretty big portions. Well, and because be thing moving forward. Have you heard of on like guys hat fish? If you're yeah. bald and you throw a hat on. Oh, you know, yeah. so I, I definitely think that's possible. Just like big sunglasses. Big sunglasses can do wonders for people too. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely gonna happen for sure. All right. Well, I mean, you haven't been seeing anybody at all. So I take it you're not on any dating apps like Tinder or anything like that. I am not. No, Uh, it's great question. So humble break here made me a lot of lost 50 pounds over last year. So I don't have any pictures of me skinny. I only have fat pictures. So that's kind of like a big deal. You got to have some nice pictures. You could take your first picture could be me last year and then me now. And I, you'll get right swiped all day. I don't know because I don't have any, like, I haven't had a reason to go take a picture. What, uh, what have I been Not doing? A lot of gatherings. <laughs> I've I think been, you yeah. need to, you need to get on one of these. I would which, I'll for sure do it. Benny, what, what app should you go on? I want him to get on that exclusive app. I'm not paying for anything. You Unless you, if you guys want to pay, you don't have to pay for it. You have to, I think it's called the, the league. And like you get referred by a friend and then every person you match with is like <laughs> super duper fancy and well put together. And then, sorry, oh, that sounds might, exactly might, like me. <laughs> well, you know, go big, right? Go for the big, go for the big dogs. I think Sarge more wants like dumpster divers and you. <laughs> yeah, baby. Farmers only. I think Tinder still works then for that. Get your tea on. I, I'll, oh. I'll do it for this. No doubt. But I, I'm, I don't know. I've just always been kind of against it. I'm not, a, I don't know. I don't know if I can hold multiple conversations at a time. And then I'll probably just swipe right the entire time. You know, that type of deal. I don't even know if that, you probably have to so pay just, for those now. I don't even so know. you just don't like the texting aspect of it instead of the in-person? I'm way more of an in-person. I got a bit of a personality and I, I just don't think it really shows through text, which helps. I mean, it's a huge thing for me personally. Like I get it. You know, a six that can make you laugh is a 10 at the bar. See, that's what I'm, that's what I probably put in my description. Hey, if you want to freaking laugh all the time, I know I might be a six, but Hey, you will have a great time. That's a fact. You can tolerate looking at me by my hilarity, Mm -hmm. but I can't show you that unless we're in person. (laughs) Not a good text, funny guy. And I can lick (laughs) through a brick wall. That (laughs) that's vitally important as well. (laughs) I think that should be your your catchphrase. You're going to get a lot of swipes in the right direction. (laughs) <laughs> oh man reinforced brick or just regular brick? that is that, <laughs> what oh, a boy. catch yeah <laughs> all right a six that can make you laugh and can lick through a brick wall here 
heard it here first. Oh boy, that just kind of came. All out. right, we have to make you a tender or a bumble or something, and we are putting that in there. Okay, for sure. All right, I got a question for both of you guys. Okay, I'm generally curious. How the fuck does the ring work? Start to finish. How's that process? So you're talking from the second you have the thought in your head of I want to buy a ring until you propose and it's on her finger. Yes. Like, obviously, you probably have that conversation or maybe you didn't. I don't know. I have no idea. Like I personally did. I knew I wanted to marry my wife, girlfriend at the time. And I had the conversation with her because, you know, getting married is kind of something I want to do one time. And you kind of want to <laughs> make sure that that person's on the same page. I don't know, like some people do it with just a surprise, but I, I wanted to at least have a conversation. Yeah, I'm in the same camp. By the time you're getting ready to get married, you have those pretty intense conversations like, hey, is this going to work? Lay everything on the table, finances, do you want kids? What kind of house do you want? Stuff that you you don't, you know, you have pretty good idea that she's going to say yes, but it's been communicated that you're both willing to participate in marriage. Okay. So <laughs> off of that, like the ring size, do you just like catch her while she's sleeping, grab a little string, wrap it around like, okay, yeah. And then tape that, go you know, to the jeweler <laughs> and just like, Hey, right here, this piece of yarn, that's your size. Like, how does that work? I actually brought her with me. Um, okay. Like when we had the conversation, I said, do you want to ring shop with me? Or do you want me to do it? And she wanted to come with. So that was completely out of it. And she got a couple ideas and said, all right, here's the things that I want. And then she was out of there and I did the rest. So that was a little easier for me at least. But some people like to be surprised. I don't know. Mine was more of a surprise. I made it custom Ooh. for her. I had ideas, but she didn't know what it looked like until I presented it to her. So, you know, you, you start painting corners, throw some ring ideas out there as time goes on. Like, what do you think about this? Get some general ideas. The one thing that I knew was the halo. Like, what the fuck's a halo? The main stone is in the center and then there's like diamonds around it underneath. I think it's maybe it's called a cushion. I don't know. It's it's eluding me. It was a huge like yeah. process. Anyway, I think a cushion yeah. is a square and a halo is a circle. I'm pretty sure. Right. So then it like it goes, it wraps the main diamond with diamonds. So it looks bigger. So that's a win. <laughs> and yeah, a little boost. What about the <laughs> side? Like the go Well, ahead, I was gonna keep. say, did you ask her dad or parents before? I did. So I think that was the scariest part, to be honest. My situation's a little different than the the status quo, kind of a, a quick process to get there. And I'd only met her dad a few times. He lives in Canada. So the time I asked, and I, I just have that traditional style, wanted to make sure that both her parents were on board uh, with the process before going forward. And yeah, calling her dad to be like, hey, is this okay? And like the sit down and like the, the intense conversation of now I got to pour my feelings out to my future wife's dad. <laughs> a little intimidating. <laughs> over FaceTime. Smaller. Yeah. Over FaceTime. <laughs> that, that would make it awkward for sure. But yeah, dude, I did the same thing. And so I had the ring completely picked out. The lady hooked me up big time. I had the band and uh, she brought me two diamonds and one was one carat and it was perfect quality. And then one was a carat and a half and not perfect quality. Okay. But they were the same price. And I was like, go big, baby. Go Care big. And a half. Yeah, for sure. So I had the whole thing picked out and I was just like, hey, I want to ask your dad before I like officially purpose it, just for, you know, the principle of it, the respect factor. She's like, other people want this diamond. So you got two weeks. So we were going down to, she's from Southern Minnesota. So we were going down for her cousin's wedding or something. And my, I was super tight with my boss at the time. I told her I was going to ask Madison's dad. So I asked if I could leave work early to get down there because her parents' 
house is kind of the, where everybody goes to, you know, gather and drink and do all that stuff. So I wanted to get there before everybody showed up. So we get out early, get down there. I swear to God, 10 minutes in people showed up. So I had no chance to even talk to them. So people are over the whole night. And so the next day I was like, all right, her and her mom always walk the dog in the morning around the lake. It's five miles. They'll be out of the house. Her brother sleeps like 10 or 11. Perfect. That's when I'll do it. It's pouring rain the next morning. So they're not walking the dog. Her brother's up at 830. I'm like, I will stab every single one of you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not leaving without asking him. So I went down. He was downstairs by himself. The rest of us were upstairs. I slink down like a snake down the stairs. He's looking at me like, the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I would never do that. I sit down next to him. It was super awkward until I actually asked him. I was just like, I just want to marry your daughter. And he was like, oh, thank God. And I couldn't tell if it was like a thank God, no backs or thank God. Glad to have you in the family. Yeah. <laughs> so, She's off but, the books now. <laughs> yeah. Nerve wracking conversation for sure. It's definitely a tough one. I do got to say my, the best part of me buying the ring, the ring lady, her name is Mikkel. She brought me two beers during the process. Cause I was like, you know, in there solo kind of shaking, but anyway, that's all I had to say. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Little little cross tangent there. <laughs> Alrighty, well we're gonna wrap up the show here. Thank you for listening and spread the word, you friggin' turds. Thank you for tuning in and for showing your support. We received an overwhelming amount of positive feedback from our first episode. Any expectations that we had were completely blown out of the water. We're honestly just excited that you guys think we're entertaining. There's plenty more in the works, so make sure you're following us on all the social media platforms so you don't miss anything. Twitter at LTOL00, Instagram and TikTok at LifeThroughOurLens00, and on YouTube at LifeThroughOurLens. And lastly, let's give a round of applause to our ghost editor Drago for making us sound way better than we actually are. We refuse to give out his Twitter and Instagram handles because because he's working pro bono right now. If anyone steals him, we're going to have some issues. Anyways, we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. Drago, cut this. Drago. Drago, insert a bunch of bleeps right here. Right here, Drago. (laughs) Drago.